You're a mean one, Mr. Grinch. Eh, debatable. You really are a heel. We're being a little too hard on the guy, I mean. You're as cuddly as a cactus. You're as charming as an eel, Mr. Grinch. Okay, why are we bullying this guy? I think the Grinch is a very misunderstood character, okay? In my opinion, he represents the true spirit of Christmas, the non-materialistic side of uh, Christmas. And I think the Who's need to stop shaming this guy and stop treating him like an outsider, okay? Like, this is not fair. (laughs) We watched all three Grinch movies, so you know what that means. It's in the bagel basket, the writer's bagel basket, Mr. Grinch. The host of this show is a Jew. It's in the basket, the writer's bagel basket. Wow. <laughs> With this coat and this hat, I look just like St. Nick. <laughs> You're a mean one, Mr. Grinch. You really are a heel. You're as cuddly as a cactus. You're as charming as an eel. Mr. Grinch, you're a bad banana. <laughs> With the greasy black peel. You're a vile one. You got termites in your smile. Tear me apart, Lisa! We jumped out of a building! Yes, it was very exciting. Tomorrow we go to the zoo. I love you! That's all I needed to hear. Hi, welcome to Writer's Bagel Basket, and technically, I am the real Grinch. You are, but so am I. Yes, but this I'm year, a I'm a Grinch. This year, I've put my foot down. My body has like grown green fur. Yeah, but I feel like like the <laughs> Doctor Seuss should have ended the book with, but what the Who's didn't realize in the whole time that was going on is that from beginning to end, he was a Jew all along. <laughs> <laughs> what oh. wouldn't that be great if if the Grinch have like a menorah <laughs> Max come on light the shamus <laughs> so we're talking about all three Grinches that's right we're tackling all three Grinches and I say that because sometimes it was fun and sometimes it was a slog and we each have our own favorite Grinch. Mine, of course, is Benedict Cumberbatch. No, I'm just kidding. Fuck Whoa. that. <laughs> no, mine, of course, is Boris Karloff. And mine is the Jim Carrey version. Yes. Why is the Borla... The Borless? The Borless. Borless. Why is the Boris Karloff one? The Borless Karloff. Because that was the first one that I saw, but also it was done by Chuck Jones, and I love Chuck Jones. What it has Chuck Jones He created done. Looney Tunes. Oh, yes, that's right, of course. Um, but you Looney Tunes snob. I'm not a Looney Tunes. <laughs> You're like, Tunes. I'm a DuckTales fan. <laughs> Woo-hoo. Life is like a hurricane here in 
Duckburg, you got me started. Race cars, lasers, airplanes, it's a duck blur. We don't have the rights to sing that song. Oh, jail, woohoo. Every day on Christmas Eve in jail, woohoo. I made a shiv. <laughs> Pack of ciggies. <laughs> so. So we have three drastic, I feel like this is worth it. We have three drastically different Grinches at drastically different price points. Oh my God. Are we going to, uh, what, what's the name of that show? It's not Honeymooners. Wait, no. What? What's the, what's the, where they have the three contestants? The, the, the dating game? Thank you, the dating game. Honeymooners. The honey- <laughs> oh, skipping I'm skipping right to after. We don't have to. No, the that, dating, first off, the Honeymooners the is from the 1950s. I know, I know. And that's Jackie Gleason. One of but these the days, Alice. Been, but the dating game has been around for years, years and years and years. Mr. Grinch, where's the craziest place you ever made Whoopi so, in? So if the, the first Grinch was a person. Yeah. How would you describe that person? <laughs> Angry as hell and twice as horny. Okay. Why horny? <laughs> Someone that angry is definitely not getting any. That's true. We've got the, the dulcet tones of Thoral. Thor, uh, I'll For say the it singing, one day. You and Thoral I- Ravens. But see, but he's, he sings. Yeah. And he's got this deep deep voice yeah and then you have boris karloff who does the narration and the voice of the grinch right right yes and june foray who who is like she just died i think this year yeah she did the voice of cindy lou yes yeah and then we move on don't worry guys we're getting to the john curlin rule we're getting to the blockbuster rule but the first grinch is like the guy in like the business suit very like he likes he likes an old fashioned or a hot toddy at the end yeah, of the day. Yeah, okay, we can easily break this down. We go from the Don Draper generation. Yep. To the '90s sitcom dad generation. Yep. To the millennial man bun douchebag that everyone hates. Correct. <laughs> the- there it is. We've laid it all out. Ladies, make your choice. John Ham all the way. Sorry, Saget. Uh, so your favorite is Jim Carrey yes and his Cindy Lou Who is uh, <laughs> oh yes what's her name from the Pretty Reckless yeah Taylor Mumson yes yes I was reading a quote about but, her yeah that's the reason I love that movie Taylor Mumson's in it a young <laughs> Taylor Mumson <laughs> I was reading a quote from her when she was 16 she's like yeah so what who gives a shit if I smoke cigarettes go fuck yourself <laughs> Oh, Cindy Lou. <laughs> Someone's angry. Where are you, Taylor? <laughs> Why can't we find you? Universal's calling royalty checks. Sorry. <laughs> I did change it. No, I know. Oh, okay. She are... gets she gets royalty checks every Christmas. Oh, okay. Yes. It's it's my singing, isn't it? <laughs> Her life is changing, chain smoke arranging. 
I had. Do you know who sings that the Hollywood version of that, as I call it? Uh, was it Faith Hill? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I remember that music video. Yeah, and Tim McGraw plays the guitar on it. But no, I love that movie. Jim Carrey is like peak Jim Carrey in that movie. And that movie gets to the heart of the Grinch. The fact that the Grinch is like so non-materialistic and he has that moment where he's just like, you guys and your Christmas and all your gifts and that's what you're obsessed with. You want to know what happens to your gifts? They all come to me. In your garbage. You see what I'm saying? In your garbage! I could hang myself with all the bad Christmas neckties I found at the dump. And the avarice. The avarice never ends! I want golf clubs, I want diamonds, I want a pony so I can ride it twice, get bored, and sell it to make glue! Yeah, also, his adopted foster parents were swingers, but we'll get to that. That's very progressive movie. Very progressive. That movie was Would you say that he had two moms? Yes. Okay. Yes, I would absolutely say he had two moms. There were two old biddies, but they were... And now we move on to Illumination. Do you want to go directly to the the blockbuster rule? Sure. Well, do you want to take turns so you don't have? Considering to... this is the most recent movie of the th- of the three, we can do the blockbuster rule. <laughs> well, I was going to do it for all three, but it... well, I think we pretty much covered the other two. Okay, so the blockbuster rule for this, because you clearly want me doing. Okay. This. Yes, please. <laughs> We're in the blockbuster. We look at the back, and it says, "The douchebags at Illumination Animation piss on the grave of Dr. Theodore Geisel, also known as Dr. Seuss. Those who rented this deserve to burn in hell." Also liked Tootsie and Despicable Me Three, <laughs> and The Secret Life of Pets too, featuring Pharrell. I okay. So my <laughs> biggest problem with this movie is, is that- it so. It's such a watered down version of the story. Also, it's so fucking long, but. Yeah, it's way too long. So my biggest problem is that they got Benedict Cumberbatch. He had the idea of doing the American accent. And nobody there was like, no. Yeah. The ghost of Boris Karloff was like seething in the corner. I'll kill you. Um, But yeah, so he said there are no other British actors. Fuck you, Angela Lansbury has like two lines in this movie. Yep. But she's British. And what they should have done is... Wait, Angela Lansbury's British? Yes. Is she? Yes. I've only ever heard her do American accents, in my defense. I've never heard her do a British accent. Oh, wait, the teapot? (laughs) Oh, my God. You forgot Mrs. Potts? What about Mrs. Lovett? I know. I, I never well, I never saw her do Mrs. Lovett. Oh, she's so good. She was the original. I'm sure she's fantastic. Um, yeah, so what about Angela Lansbury? And why didn't they do it this way instead of <laughs> I want that on a t-shirt. What about Angela Lansbury? <laughs> Murder she wrote. But yeah, so why didn't they have either her narrate this or get Cumberbatch if he's gonna do a shitty American accent. Well, like you said, you accurately 
said that he is doing um, Ed Helms. El- Ed Helms's voice, who who was in another Illumination movie, The Lorax. Yeah, he well, so he's doing Ed Helms, but it's clear he's also doing Paul Lynn. He's just doing this very like almost cutesy, would you say, voice? He's like doing this this almost like yeah. kind of flamboyant. This snow is so loud. This is the loudest snow I've ever heard in my life. Yeah, that's like, just, that's the Paul Lynn. Yeah. Hi, boys. Yeah. And it doesn't lend itself to being this grumpy curmudgeon. No, honestly, he just seems like an introvert. Right, exactly. He's just an introvert with like, by the way, the Grinch in all three movies, but nevertheless in this movie, has prime real estate. I don't know, like, like he's... Literally, he's got a whole mountain to himself. A very well-lit nice. mountain. I don't know how he gets as much lighting as he does. So he he lives in the Batcave, but they decked it out like Wayne Manor. Yeah, that- it's, he's got like crystals coming from the ceiling. And I like, was like crystals. A beautiful he- like concrete countertop kitchen. I was going to say crystals. Is he like one of those new agey guys? Well, these are my so. crystals. So, yeah, but... The biggest problem with this movie is that, like, they were afraid. Illumination is afraid to show kids anything bleak. Yeah. Although, I mean, granted, they do give the... the um, So, the last two movies try to, like, expand upon the backstory of the Grinch. Like, revealing where he came from. Uh, why he is the way he is. Yeah, we get a orphanage in this. Yeah, and that's about it. <laughs> like, they just, like, they're like, oh, orphanage, and then it's gone. <laughs> but how did he get all this money? So, like, because his place is... He's an inventor. He makes everything. <laughs> did you think he made, like, the but you know Showtime movie, rotisserie? You know what movie already did that? The Jim Carrey one. <laughs> yeah. I'm just going to be talking about how great the Jim Carrey one is. <laughs> No, seriously, my family loves that movie. We watch it every year. I know it backwards and forwards. It's weird. It's because, great. Well, we always watch the Boris Karloff one, but we never watch any of the Rankin and Bass. We watch Charlie Brown Christmas and Grinch and then turn the TV off. <laughs> you watch Charlie Brown Christmas. Yeah, I'm talking about my family growing up. Oh, okay. Like we watched yeah. the Boris Karloff. Oh, Grinch. you're talking, yeah, the little puppets ones the or the is it claymation or we wouldn't watch those yeah yeah Rankin yeah. and Bass we didn't really watch those either growing up I mean they were on TV but they're like so boring as I've said before on this podcast I didn't see Rudolph until I was twenty five you didn't miss much <laughs> yeah as I'm sure she you realize I'm cute yeah also shut up no one likes you Rudolph I don't I don't like adolescent Rudolph. But yeah, so I have a special place in my heart for it's it's like thirty minutes long, but it's perfect. And I I do like the Jim Carrey one, but also I that day I, I had the choice of seeing the Jim Carrey one or seeing Unbreakable, and I picked Unbreakable. What is Unbreakable? The Bruce Willis one. Oh yeah, the sequel, the uh, the prequel, the split, as I'll call it. You made the wrong choice. Well, a weekend <laughs> later, I saw the Jim Carrey one. It was fine. It was fine. How dare you? 
Get out of our house. <laughs> I, I was on the cusp of puberty, okay? Puberty. Puberty. <laughs> All I cared about was modern day superheroes, and I was also, my body was changing. And I cared about Jim Carrey mugging the camera for like an hour and 20 minutes. The, the, the. the. The Grinch! Well, that worked out nicely. So I love the set design too for the Jim Carrey movie. I think that was all I think that was Bo Welch. I think that was um the guy who did Beetlejuice and Catherine O'Hara's husband. See? See? The brilliance continues. Also, the thing that I love about that one is Ron Howard casted all of his family in this movie. Yeah. I, I just love that they make fun of the, like, the director pokes fun at himself in the movie. Oh, you mean how he directs him and he puts on the Ron Howard yes! hat? Yes! It's great! It's so great! I love it. Such juvenile humor. So is that your worth it winner? <laughs> it is my worth it winner. There's something upsetting about the Illumination one because... Something? Well, Something as in one thing? Okay, so having Pharrell, I know why they had Pharrell narrated, but that's like getting Lizzo to narrate like Daisy like... Head Maisie and be okay. like, this bitch has a flower on her head. <laughs> she better twerk it, bitch. I would love it so much more if Lizzo did the narration for it. Yeah. I, I, I would love that too because Lizzo would be calling everyone a bitch. I love how we've mentioned Lizzo in like the last three. Oh, Lizzo, come on to the podcast. We Please. love you so much. Please We do. are a hundred percent that bitch. Yes. We sound so white when we say that. Lizzo, darling, please come on to the podcast. Uh I but... swear we're not that white. Okay, we're pretty white. <laughs> Um, we got two dogs you can play with. The only thing I I wouldn't say I enjoyed about the the new uh, Grinch movie, the Illumination one. I mean, I did kind of like that Cindy Lou Who wasn't like the the like the adorable, you know, sweet. You know, she's just trying to get her mom fucked in this. She really is. She's like, I want my mom to be happy with a man. <laughs> Actually, no, she doesn't specify. Oh, you know what she meant. No, no. I think maybe she wanted her mom to go on like a nice vacation to Hawaii. <laughs> you know? I want I want to I want my mom. And maybe if she happened to meet like a nice gentleman while she was there and you know. They had a nice date on the beach, and they took it back to the hotel room. But, but you know that it wouldn't be called Hawaii. It would be called Hawaii. See? It works. <laughs> yeah. I could write the next movie. <laughs> <laughs> I'm surprised. Like, this movie did okay, but I think they were planning to do the Cat in the Hat and the Grinch, because did you ever read that? Did I read The Cat in the Hat? No, there is... No, it was read to me. No, there is a (laughs) book of... And it was a TV special, also with Boris Karloff, of The Cat in the Hat versus The Grinch. What? Yeah. No. Yeah, like... What is this? Mm Mm-hmm. No, I didn't know that existed. Yeah. 
but now I do, and my world has changed. <laughs> Her world is changing. <laughs> also, the soundtrack to the Jim Carrey one is not terrible, except there is a well, Smash I think Mouth the song. instrumental, yeah, but you barely hear it. There it's is also so muffled because it's like. You know, it it's a party. Well, know how you know it's that a it's a party scene and we're only looking through the window at the party and you just kind of hear it. You know how it you know it's early two thousands, late nineties with, mm-hmm. with the Jim Carrey one? Yep. Brian Setzer orchestra. Yeah. So out of the three narrators, who do you think is the best narrator? As much as I love Boris Karloff, I think Anthony Hopkins is God damn right, Sir Anthony Hopkins. Is it Anthony only or Anthony? Hannibal Lecter. Could uh, read us Doctor Who and or Doctor Who Doctor Who Doctor the Doctor Who sold Christmas in his TARDIS. He arrove, arrove. Yes, <laughs> I I was getting there with a the rhyme, but never mind. I don't want to do it anymore. <laughs> <laughs> no, please continue. Don't let me stop you. In his TARDIS, he arrove as he pulled out his sonic scre- <laughs> screwdriver. It drove into the minds of the derelicts. I ain't got nothing. I'm out of it now. Yeah. Well, I, I, I had. Know how you have like a rhyme scheme in your head and then you say words and you're like, what the fuck is wrong with me? I mean, I think that's just all of uh, Dr. Seuss, period. <laughs> okay, when am I going to get my Dr. Seuss, uh, the fox in the socks? That that was my favorite Dr. Seuss book as a kid. Mine was Walk It in the Pocket. Yeah, I know. There's but a Walk It in My Pocket. I for still, those for I those who haven't checked out that YouTube up, video. Still didn't look up, up which rapper is the one who's doing it. It's amazing. Yeah. I love it. I could listen to it all day. Yeah. There's a Walk It in My Pocket. Okay. Okay. Jeez. <laughs> Once again, we're gonna get sued by yeah, by Faith I, Hill. We're gonna I get know, sued. I know. I'm just waiting for Audrey Geisel to ring our doorbell. Are you the people who do the the bagel basket piece of shit show? Yeah. Yeah. Here's a cease and desist letter. <laughs> no. Merry fucking Christmas. Uh, but um, no, I like I'm so impressed that they got Sir Anthony Hopkins. Hannibal the Cannibal. Do you know who originally it was going to be? To be the narrator. No. Uh, it was going to be Buster Rhymes. You have no idea who Buster Rhymes is. No. He is a rapper. Okay. Interesting. But then Anthony Hopkins was like, I'll do it. And they're like, okay, sorry, Buster. And he's on the. Is it sentence. Anthony or Anthony? I've never. No idea. Kn- yeah. I've heard both. Yeah. Like. He's like, yes, I am Sir Anthony Hopkins. That's right, it's me, Sir Anthony Hopkins. What is it? Tony, what is it? Tony Hopkins. Oh, God, no. Yeah. Another thing that I couldn't stand about the Illumination one Mm -hmm. is the Goonies, how basically Cindy Lou, who has her group of precocious kids who get into situations. Yeah. What was his name? Was it Gorpit or Morpit? Groupit? Crumpit? Crumpit? (laughs) Whatever the. No, no, Crumpit was the mountain. Yeah. But her best friend was like, oh, come on. He pissed me off so much. It was like when they added Josh Gad into the Ice Age series. He was in one movie and they killed him off. (laughs) (laughs) We love you, Josh Gad. Oh, I love Josh Gad. But he was smart. He got in a Disney movie and got some of those Disney books. Yeah. 
I don't need those Ice Age coins. <laughs> I need dollars. Dollar dollar bills. I, uh, illumination. Also, the design of these characters is so upsetting. I mean, they fall in line with what the original Who's... Except for Keenan like. Thompson's character. Yeah, he he does kind of stand out design-wise. He looks like he just got back from Bonnaroo. Yeah. I just love how... Oh, the Mr. Grinch, he's my best friend. But see, here's the thing. The Who's... At least the impression that I got is that the Who's do not like the Grinch. He is literally like the symbol of everything that they detest. In the other two versions, yes. Yeah. In like, this, they're like, hey, how you doing? Although, actually, in the Boris Karloff one, we don't see the Who's perspective. So I'm only thinking of the Jim Carrey version. Of course you are. Of course I am. <laughs> well, in the Boris Karloff one, they did cut out that entire town meeting scene. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so we're not going to like the Grinch anymore. First meeting on the agenda. What the hell are, do we do with the green guy up north? <laughs> Solve world We've peace. We've driven him far from our borders, but not far enough. But how can you be mad at him? He solved world peace and told no nobody. one. Best I will scene ever. I I will say that the you're an idiot scene is one of my favorite scenes <laughs> in a Jim Carrey movie. I'm an idiot! You're an idiot! Alright, fine. I'm not talking to you anymore. In fact, I'm going to whisper so that by the time my voice reverberates off the walls and gets back to me, I won't be able to hear it. You're an idiot! So the thing you like about the um, Boris Karloff one, is it the art style? Is it just the oh, voices it's that the, they got? It's the art style. Okay. It's Boris Karloff. Okay. And I also have a warm spot in my heart for June Foray. Okay. And so, and then the Jim Carrey version. Him and and Tony Hopkins. That's, a, that's about it. Stop calling him Tony Hopkins. I don't know how. My to- brain does not register. That name. Sir Anthony Hopkins. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Um I actually But do you oh, like the humor? Do you like oh, yeah. yeah, the the story? But full confession, I hated Cindy Lou Who. Yeah. Growing up from that movie. Like I was like Oh yeah. yeah. I was like, is she trying to solve a murder? <laughs> yeah. What I would have loved. I do like her interactions with the Grinch, but that's just because of how she and Jim Carrey play off of each other, I guess. Well, what I would have liked in both versions, the Jim Carrey one and the Illumination one, mm-hmm. either one of them could have gone with this story thread. But I would have liked for her to be se- seeking out the Grinch because she is slowly turning into that. See, that would have been a smarter idea for the Illumination movie. Yeah. Like she's becoming their curmudgeon and she's and like seeks like. And she's like, I need to find my my people. Also, what the and fuck happened trying, to her dad? And he's trying to teach her how to be a Grinch. And so they both steal Christmas. Also it writes itself. Cindy Lou, whose mom is clearly just recently a widow, 
or her husband yeah. or her husband yeah, let's left talk her. Talk about that because like we get so we get the introduction to Cindy Lou's family. We've it's, got the mom who's a nurse and like she's two, working double shifts. She's got the hair band on. All the time. And she has two six-month-year-old twins. I love how you specify six months. Because I'm either getting really dark or really depressing with this. Either he died right as his children were born, or it was the doctor who she was having an affair with. (laughs) And, And they're his kids, and he had to deliver his own hoolets. I love how you are able to determine, like, at a glance, the age of an imaginary race of people. Yep. And you also have a term for Maggie Simpson is three months old for the last 30 years. (laughs) Oh, but yeah. Yeah. We never figure out what happened to Cindy Lou's dad In, in the Jim Carrey movie. She has a dad. And it's great. Yeah, he's played by the great Bill Irwin, Mm -hmm. who is one of my favorite like indie character actors. Mm -hmm. He's the fucking greatest. Also, do you know who his best friend was? Robin Williams. Really? Yeah. It was him and Robin Williams and Bobby McFerrin were all super best friends. But also we we in the Jim Carrey one, we also get many other like really good stars. We get um who who's Mrs. Uh, Christine. Who? Oh, uh, Molly Shannon. Molly Shannon. We get Molly Shannon, who's am- who's amazing. We get, we get Christine Baranski. Yes. We got Jeffrey Tambor. Yeah, <laughs> he's canceled. <laughs> but we get uh, Frau Farbissenen herself, Mindy S- Sterling. Okay. She is one of his moms. One- yes. And then uh, the other woman, I have no idea who she is. Yeah. I thought that it was Marla Hooch for a second, and it wasn't Marla <laughs> Hooch. What a hitter. What a hitter. But also we get uh, Donatello from the Michael Bay Ninja Turtles. We get Jeremy Howard, who is Ron Howard's son. Mm-hmm. We get a little known actress known as Bryce Dallas Howard. As This is what creeped me out. Wait, Bryce Dallas Howard was in that one? She is. She was in the Jim Carrey one? Yeah. Who? <laughs> Who does she play? She's supposed to be one of the girls up at the mountain with him. Really? But no, what's creepy about that? Because both of those boys are Ron Howard's sons. Wait, no, she wasn't. She, no, she doesn't play one of the. Yes, she does. No. In the credits, are you sure? it's scared who? I no, I I don't think because they I she gets a name. Those two girls have names. Okay. Yeah, well, but she's bright- probably just in the background somewhere. Uh, and then we also get Clint Howard as the mayor's assistant. Yeah. And who who is this teacher? The teacher looks like Christine Baranski, but it's not. <laughs> I've, I've seen her, and I've definitely heard her voice. I just can't place her. I think I need to double check. I got to do it now. No, That's your no, you don't. Well, no, I, you don't. I think that it might be uh, Lisa Marie, who is Tim Burton's ex-wife. So, yeah, you talk about how much you love the Grinch, and I will do this. Oh, God, you're really putting me on the spot. Well, I love the scene where they have the hubilation, and they have all those, like, little crazy costumes, and each family has their own theme. Personally, me, I wanted to dress up as one of the candy cane girls. 
That's who I think Bryce Dallas Howard. No, she's not. No? No. Well, never mind. Because if it was just scared who, because the other two, the, those two girls have names in the movie. Okay. Um, I think he just placed her like in the background or, you know, ensemble. But yes, Mary Stein played the teacher. Yes. No idea who the fuck she is. Nope. Anyways, yes, it also said it confirmed Scared Girl was Bryce Dallas Howard, whoever the hell that was. I'm guessing yeah. when he lights the tree on fire? I think so, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I wish someone just yelled, how could you? That took me three days to put up. <laughs> I love, I will say, I love Jim Carrey's um, sassy, angry face when he scratches. Yeah. He just looks like, huh. <laughs> Also. Cindy Lou had a point. Making him the hubilation leader or whatever it's called. Yeah. The, that's the, the king. Yeah, that's the, the right Christmas thing king, to do. Whatever. Yeah. And Tambor, I still wish Tambor got more of an uh cup up come up cup uppins. Cup uppins. Come uppins in this. And he didn't. Mary Cup Uppins. <laughs> I really wish he did. And yeah. Something should have happened to him. Maybe he should have ended up on Mount Crumpet. No, again, that's prime real estate. He doesn't deserve Mount Crumpet. <laughs> well, then I don't know what. <laughs> I want to live on Mount Crumpet. <laughs> oh, another thing we talked about was how the Grinch is so nice to Max in the Illumination one. Yeah. Which yeah, he really is. He's like, you're the and only- it shows because what dog is going to make a latte for a shitty owner? Okay, no, the thing I hate the most about Benedict Cumberbatch's Grinch sure. is the fact that he is not a Grinch. He's not even angry. He's mad he doesn't he, have a family. He really isn't. He's just sad like that he doesn't have a family to spend Christmas with. That's his whole spiel. But the thing is, as he's walking through Whoville, they're nothing but nice to him. They're actually really excited that he's there. That's where we get... um, uh, Bricklebaum. Yeah, Bricklebaum's character, who thinks that the Grinch is his best buddy. Okay, love you. See you <laughs> later. Yeah. I'll talk to you later, Mr. Grinch. Yeah, we'll email. We'll email. Snapchat. Also, he calls him Mr. Grinch. Is is the Grinch his accountant? Like, I guess so. He thinks he thinks he is. I just picture him being like, "Okay, come into my office. Sorry for all the papers. Your W two is somewhere here. Oh, so sorry. I'm running late." Yeah. Um. Also, Bricklebaum. Once again, he has the biggest like lumberjack beard. Yeah. But, like the most quaffed hair. I just want to pet it. Yeah, he he, he looks like a garden gnome. He That's looks exactly he, like his dog. Yeah, which is hysterical. Is it, wait, I thought it was a cat. Was it a cat? I don't know. I have no idea. It's something. He's very impressed it's a creature. by it. He's very impressed. By the way, I love speaking of the creatures in that movie. I love how the very first thing I noticed, and I kept noticing throughout the film, and you kept missing it because I kept getting distracted. Was the candy cane squirrels? Yeah, and I was getting distracted by the snowball Literally. birds. Snowball birds. Yep. Birds. Um, bird. Yeah. So, but I like. Literally, minute one, as soon as it like the movie opens and it's like the camera's traveling over the snow, <gasps> candy cane squirrels. Snowball and Scott's birds. like, where? <laughs> Leave it to illumination to give us freaks of nature that shouldn't exist. Mm, like this movie. 
Oh, burn. Yeah. So also, let the three endings of each Grinch always end with him and the roast beast. Yes. But the Cumberbatch one ends with him making a speech, and it's the saddest, most pathetic speech. I've spent my entire life hating Christmas and everything about it. But now I see that it wasn't Christmas I hated. It was being alone. But I'm not alone anymore. And I have all of you to thank for it. But especially this little girl right here. Ma'am, your daughter's kindness changed my life. He's... <laughs> That speech is so sad. It really is sad. <laughs> and everyone's like, oh, that's beautiful. That's a beautiful speech. I'm like, no, that's a sad, that's a cry for help speech. Yeah, yeah. That's a, oh, you accept me now. Let me release the dark passenger within. <laughs> yeah. And then the real Grinch comes out. Yeah. Also, his heart grew three sizes. The way they animated it, I'm like, no, he's having a heart attack. <laughs> Well, he actually has a heart attack in the Jim Carrey one, or at I least know. he feels like he. Oh, yeah. Nox! Help me! I'm feeling. And what happened then? Well, in Whoville, they say that the Grinch's small heart grew three sizes that day. Which I loved. I yeah. loved it. I will say that is my favorite him growing a the, heart. Yeah. Because it's the most realistic. Because yeah. if your heart is growing, that is a medical condition. <laughs> it's like, I love how real you're getting with this. <laughs> like anatomically, that's messed up. Well, as we all know on this podcast, I am the realist. I don't make any jokes that make people laugh. I'm the serious man. I believe they call that the straight man. Get out of my house. <laughs> <laughs> I think I've kicked man, out three people. A serious man is a movie, I believe. Correct? Yes. Yes. Which is the Jewish version of the story of Job. Is it? It is. Oh. I kind of want to do it on the podcast because it's really fucked up. Oh, okay. <laughs> but yes, um, <laughs> the heart attack of Jim Carrey is probably the my favorite acting. And his acting in that movie is so good, but that scene is like the most, because he's having the heart attack, and then he's like, I'm feeling. <laughs> Max, help me. I smell burnt toast and pennies. What if it just went so differently and like his heart does grow and he has that moment of clarity and, and then Cindy he Lou just dies? Cindy Lou who finds his body and then she becomes the next Grinch. Yep. Yep. It's like Master Apprentice. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, you know what that is? That's what? Leon the Professional. He teaches her how to be an assassin. He dies and she takes over. <laughs> Well, if um, Luke Besson's hey, how the Grinch hey, stole Christmas. If if the Santa Claus taught us anything, it's that you have to kill Santa in order to become him. 
I would have loved to see a much darker version of the Santa Claus with all of these kids just coming after Santa with like chains and the chainsaw. It's like Battle Royale, but but with uh, the Christmas version of it. Oh, so going back to the original Grinch. Yes. The Thurl Ravenscroft one. Yeah. I was thinking about this. In the song, uh-huh. you can add lines from Home Alone and it fits into the Grinch. Like, I wouldn't let you sleep on my, I wouldn't let you sleep in my room if you were growing on my ass. Yeah, that actually kind of does work, not going to lie. Look what you did, you little Grinch. <laughs> I was trying to think. I of- wouldn't touch you with a 39 and a half foot pole. You filthy animal. Yeah. Keep the change, you filthy animal. <laughs> or just add we'll the be Tim dropping Cur- our remix on Christmas at midnight. I was trying I was trying to think of um lines from Home Loan to Lost in New York and I couldn't think of any except I for I love you. <laughs> and turtle doves. Two turtle doves. Yeah, but I think that one is my, I, I I was thinking about it. I think that's the one Christmas song I sing the most. The Grinch? I have no idea. Out of nowhere, I'll just be like, <laughs> I was humming that in Target today. <laughs> As you were pushing stuff over in the aisles. Pushing stuff, people. <laughs> Let's be honest, it was people. Get out of my way. <laughs> What, you went on the ground in a crab walk and you started kicking people? Yes, that's exactly what I did. You can't see it on... What what Haley just did was the most ridiculous kick. It's great. Why are you bicycling? <laughs> this, is how, this is how you get your exercise, huh? So you were a Grinch in Target today? <laughs> I've been a Grinch, period. Like something about this year, I don't know. It just seems like the stores are just like especially overwhelmed. Is it because McCoy kind of looks like Max? <laughs> yes, that's that's the reason. That's exactly the reason. Well, let's go steal. I want my dog to make us a latte. If they did that, if I came down one day and I just like saw them with a barista's like suite, I'd be like, A, I don't know how you got this. I'm impressed. But can I get a cafe Americano? (laughs) (laughs) I would like a flat white, please. But Max is so good to the Cumber Grinch. And And also he gets a moose in this. Well, a reindeer. Yeah. Who's a moose. (laughs) That also proves what a mensch. The Grinch is because he sees, oh, you have a family. I can't take you away. Yeah, I'm going to release you back out into the wild. What type of midlife crisis is that reindeer going through that he abandons his family? He's like, sure, I'll go along with this airbrain scheme. Yeah, I'm hanging out with these dudes for a while. Yeah. I'm just going on my journey following my bliss. (laughs) Oh, yeah, I have a a family. Darling, you need to come home. Well, here's the thing. The logic isn't sound for him releasing. You were looking for seven reindeer. You have three. But see, here's the thing. This, um, that joke is the only thing that got me in this movie. 
where he like sees all the reindeer and then they all scatter and then he sees this big giant reindeer and he's like, well, Santa had eight reindeer. This looks, this one looks like he ate the other seven. <laughs> that was the only one. That was the only joke. Oh, going back to the um, Grinch song, the com- which do you think is the best Grinch song? Really, Thurl Ravenscroft, because the yeah, Jim Carrey one is just true. so weird. It's weird, but um, I think Jim Carrey also sings portions of it. He sings the whole thing. He does. Yes. Oh, because there's parts of it that don't quite sound like Jim Carrey. No, it's all him. Oh, wow. Because I know that he sings, because when this came out, it was also the same year that he sang, this is going to blow your mind. He sang, I'm the walrus. Wow. It's the weirdest version, but he sings it, and it's very similar. Nice. So, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think definitely the the Thurl Ravenscroft one is the most memorable it was it also stuck in your head. It was also the time when he was uh, cast as Tony the Tiger, so he should have just added, they're great. <laughs> <laughs> he was also Captain Crunch. Yeah. So is there anything you like about the the new the newest Grinch? <laughs> anything at all? Feel free. Dig deep. I I thought that the his his pathetic speech is thank god you helped me guys get clean <laughs> speech i i thought at times it was very sweet for a kids movie but no there's nothing yeah i was just angry the whole time it really upset me too that they like just redid like the classic narration of the grinch I understand why they did it because it's already been done to death. Right, but you also have the most British charming man with the most beautiful talking voice. Yeah. Since Alan Rickman. Even if you want to change it, at least let Benedict... Benedict. 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 Bernadette Peters. <laughs> um, at least let Benedict... And his heart come- was two sizes too small. Bernadette Peters. <laughs> Yeah, so let let Cumberbatch do the narration or Lansbury. Yeah. Or let if fine if you want to give us um Pharrell? You know, Benedict Cumberbatch with an American accent as the character, but give us the British narration. Yeah. Give us that much. Throw us a bone. Oh, and also American Cumberbatch, give us Doctor Strange Cumberbatch. Give us his like Doctor House angry you know, New Yorker. Doctor House. I I you mean like Hugh Laurie's Doctor House. His his voice as Doctor Strange sounds eerily similar to to Hugh Laurie. Oh yeah, that's true. Yeah, <laughs> so, but, yeah. So give us that curmudgeony. Yeah. Also, once again, there's no reason for him to have an American accent. Just saying. Yeah. Um, and Pharrell, he just sounds too happy. Yeah. He's like, you won't believe what this fucking Grinch did. <laughs> but so, I at first thought it was John Legend. Yeah. Because um, because he's a producer on this movie. Yeah. I I saw that. I was like, John Legend and Pharrell? What the fuck is going on here? Yeah. So where so let's wrap this up. Where how would you rank these movies from best to worst? In I order. Know- <laughs> Okay, reverse order, you mean. 
No, in order. 1963 oh, wait, yeah. to, to 2000 to uh, 2018. That's how I do it. Okay. I would do... Karloff, Carrie. I would Cumberbatch. do Carrie, Karloff, and then Cumberbatch. Oh, my God. I just realized. It's the alliteration. Yeah. <laughs> it's a Grinch catastrophe with Cumberbatch, Karloff, and Carrie. I will say that the best Grinch performance is Jim Carrey. Yes, yes. For a guy who ha- who was so tortured by the makeup that he needed to, I know he had to be trained by a man who teaches soldiers how to endure torture. <laughs> yes, that's the darkest. Also, Ron I Howard. Can understand though, because first of all, it must have been so hot in that suit. Yeah. For. And then, like, he had those extreme lenses. Yeah. I also told you how he got cast. Because he was making Man on the Moon where he was method acting mm. as... He, met- <laughs> he methoded too hard. Yeah, he method acted as Andy Kaufman. So, for the audition, he had to pretend to be Jim Carrey, pretending to be Andy Kaufman, pretending to be Jim Carrey, pretending to be the Grinch. Hashtag too much method. <laughs> there are too many psychopaths in his head right there. <laughs> I I want to see the documentary. There's a Netflix documentary of Jim Carrey talking about how method he went for Andy Kaufman. For Andy Kaufman, I want to see the one where he talks about how method he went as the Grinch. <laughs> yeah, there I was. I was just stealing Christmas presents from my daughter and I'm shocking like this the entire time. I you're an idiot. I love the mailroom scene. It don't take them years to sort this out. This is his, now it's yours. And this is hers, now it's his. <laughs> and for the rest of you... Jury duty, jury duty, jury duty, blackmail, pink slip, cane letter, eviction notice, jury duty. It's like that's the behavior I expect from the Grinch. Oh. So who is the Grinchiest Grinch to you? You said I said Jim Carrey. Jim Carrey? Okay. Also, my favorite Jim Carrey line is when he's wrapping up Cindy Lou Who and he's like, "Can I see your finger here?" Yeah. For the Max, make- pick out a bow. <laughs> Can I borrow your finger? Uh, and also, the one line that your family always says, "Yes, is, fabulous," is how I I kind of got my family to even see this movie in theaters. Is because my dad's like, "I don't know," and I show them the trailer, and he goes, "You look fabulous," and my dad's like, "Okay, we'll go see it." <laughs> Really, that's what got him to go to the theater? Yeah, because like he's like, I don't like the voice he's doing. It sounds weird. And then we saw the movie. And, oh, it's cute. <laughs> yeah, it was cute. It's a cute movie. He just realized how Jim Carrey, Jim Carrey was going to be. And he's like, yeah. I'm sold. Yeah, the Jim Carrey one was going to set off a chain because we had the shitty cat in the hat with Mike Let's Myers. Let's not even, I don't even want to touch that dumpster fire with a 39 and a half foot pole. Until we get there for the podcast. Yes, and I will not be doing that one. And then... then Dwight? We were, <laughs> Dwight, we were, are you there? <laughs> then we were supposed to have a live action Horton Hears a Who. Yeah. Which, because Kevin had tanked so bad, we didn't get. Yeah. But the only person who could have been Horton was already dead at that point. Chris Farley. Yeah, I feel like there's other people who oh, could do it. Oh, you want to see Kevin James as Horton? <laughs> I don't really care about Horton either way, so. I always liked Horton. Here's a who. 
Um, so yeah. Again, still waiting for <laughs> there's a walk it in my pocket. I actually always liked uh Daisy Head Maisie. No? Fuck okay. Daisy Head Maisie. Okay, moving on. <laughs> so yeah, how many bagels for each? Daisy Head Maisie sounds like what happens to you when you take like a Molly and it goes wrong. <laughs> oh man, she's going full Daisy Head Maisie. <laughs> See? Doesn't that sound right? Like you go to Burning Man, but you Burning Man too hard. Oh, I need to show you. There is from Burning Man. They have all of the hippies read "Oh, the places you'll go," and there's nothing. What are we doing? <laughs> what are we doing right now? <laughs> Time is being wasted. There's nothing like a man in a mankini with a gas mask on. <laughs> On roller skates. <laughs> and streamers coming out of his ass. <laughs> I thought you haven't seen it. <laughs> so, yeah. Oh, uh, my God. Is that true? You'll see. <laughs> so. Wrap this up quickly. So Do it. You have 20 seconds. <laughs> how many bagels do you give each of them? So, I give the Boris Karloff one. Um, I'm going to give it a solid like 12 because it was the first yep. and it's so memorable, so iconic. And you're going to give the Jim Carrey one 13. I'm going to give the Jim Carrey one 13 out of 13. I love that movie so goddamn much. It is my favorite Christmas movie, hands down. I don't care what anyone says. I love the humor in it, I love the set design. I love, like, I can forgive all the Cindy Lou Who bullshit. I can forgive it because Jim Carrey is so good. Oh, shit. Know what we forgot? What? The swinger orgy in the Jim oh, Carrey. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. Pause. Pause. Fuck the bagels. We're moving the bagels off the table. We're only talking about this now. Yeah. No, oh, how the swingers. I forgot about this. <laughs> the Grinch. The world forgot about this. The Grinch literally interrupts an orgy, just like how Pat and Oswald. Oh, he doesn't interrupt. As the old He watches. As, yeah. <laughs> Maybe that's why he hates Christmas. He doesn't truly know why. Because This he, can't be Christmas. There's no ball gags and no anal beats. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not Ron Howard. I don't know what they wrote. Excuse me. I need a fan. <laughs> we know. Oh, okay. Okay. We're not being inappropriate because we know it they is. They make a, no secret of it. There is a fishbowl with keys. This movie is winking so hard at its audience. Like the kids aren't going to know. But literally, they are dropping the keys in the fishbowl. This I is... don't care that like they're not. This isn't like they're they're having one too many cocktails and they're all afraid to drive yeah, home. This this they is are... a nineteen seventies rumpus room party. Yep, emphasis on the rumpus and a ton <laughs> in the room. Brought to you by Smash Mouth <laughs> because nothing says orgy like Smash Mouth. Somebody once told me there an would... orgy's gonna roll me. A bunch of keys are on my bed. He was looking kind of green watching this scene. With we all were. <laughs> we all were green watching this scene. What is it with Smash Mouth and green creatures? Yeah, actually. <laughs> it's really fucked up, right? 
We're going to start that conspiracy. Everybody put on your tinfoil hats. Oh, and know what that scene also ends with? What? The other song is Bare Naked Ladies. Well, that just makes sense. <laughs> but so, yeah, so there, for those of you who don't know, there's a scene where the old biddies are revealing where the Grinch came from because he literally arrived like an Amazon package. To their doorstep. I have so many questions now. We all have so many questions. Like, is it like a BDSM? Is there like a submissive? I think, honest, no, I don't think it's like that. I think they're just having a good old time. And if, you know, you know. Uh, then Tom Jones music should be playing. There happen to be less clothes at the end of the evening. So be it. Also, the Who design. To me, they always seemed asexual, <laughs> like they they repopulated by just thinking a person into what's that called? Osmosis. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> I don't know. I just have so many questions, and I feel like I knew deep down inside what that key meant, like what the bowl meant. I looked at my dad in the theater, and he looked at me, and we just. And your dad was green. <laughs> we we looked at each other. We didn't say anything, and we both laughed. <laughs> yeah, I felt like you know, as a kid, like I understood that something shady was going on. <laughs> I we was all just, knew. I was just waiting for like, well, we got more booze, and someone brought who cocaine. <laughs> I just love how everything you just add who to. Please add Cindy's reaction. To their story? Do you recall? No. Oh, that's how it works. Hey, honey, our baby's here. He looks just like your boss. Oh, so that's how it works. Mm -hmm. Oh, fuck. <laughs> Seriously? This is a kid's film. No wonder why like most of these child actors in this movie grew up fucked up. <laughs> they saw the final cut and they're like, holy shit, I have to reevaluate my life. <laughs> and there it was down in Whoville, they say, two old ladies wanted to play. <laughs> so they wrote a letter with a wink and a nod and a, and a skip in their step. I can't rhyme. Their clothes, they shod. <laughs> Shedded? This is why we're not Dr. Seuss, okay? We're doing our best. <laughs> with a skip and a jump. And a heart filled with glee. It wasn't until they got down on one knee. Oh, my. <laughs> oh, dear. <laughs> I don't want to continue that sentence. Oh, how we blush. <laughs> oh, my pearls. Heavens to I Betsy. I am clutching them so hard right now. Oh, also, that scene isn't, that's not the only creepy thing in that scene. You also have the baby that's delivered, and the guy's like, our baby came. Looks like your boss. I just love that scene. I love that scene so much. I just love when he is reunited with um, his moms. And oh. he's like, you two are still living? I thought you were going to say when he's reunited with Christine Baranski because he sees her he by by falling face first in her chest. Well, look where he learned it. Oh, I thought you knew the line because I, I don't know what he says. Hello, Martha. 
Christine Baranski. She she's the only one who looks good in this movie. Yep. But yeah, I I think this one. Yeah. We got to get back to the bagels. How many? Yes. How many for illumination? You already gave a perfect illumination. Dozen. I mean, style wise, I guess it's on point. I'm I'm just saying in terms of like the who's look like who's, you know the Grinch looks like the Grinch. Yeah. If you don't know, that's what... a very minimal accomplishment, by the way. This um is me making a fart noise. There was with only my mouth. one joke that made me laugh. It was really, it's it's interesting when you see a character and you hear the voice, but then a different voice comes out of that character. It's the equivalent of having a glass of water and thinking you're about to drink soda. Yeah, exactly. Your brain plays this terrible trick on you. You're like you're like, "Oh man, Mountain Dew. Wait a minute. This is lemon seltzer." Yeah. Um but yeah, so I got to give it You're going to be far kinder <sighs> than I am. I'm going to give it a 3. I'm giving it a 2. Yeah. Maybe a one. I know it's a kids movie and blah, blah, blah. You shouldn't be harsh on a kids movie. It's for kids. Blah, 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 blah. We're not harsh on the the many other kids movies. Hotel Transylvania. We love those films. Eh, some of them. <laughs> well, they're guilty pleasures. This, yeah. This is supposed to be a guilty pleasure, but this is just a guilty nightmare. Yeah. Just not a fan. So I'm doing two twelves for... The Boris and the yeah the Jim, Jim Carrey, because um, this was like when Ron Howard was on a hot streak with making decent movies, because he also made uh, Beautiful Mind at this time. Mm-hmm. So like he was making good movies. Yeah, this was before the shitstorm started. Oh no, the calm before the shitstorm. Yeah, um, we believe in you, Ron Howard. Get back uh, on that horse. Come on, Opie. <laughs> hey, I like Solo. Mm-hmm. One of the few people who does. Um. But yeah, <laughs> I, I think Jim Carrey is fantastic. I love Bill Irwin. I think Molly Shannon's wasted in this movie. That's why I'm taking off a bagel. Yeah, I feel like she could have she could have shined a little bit. This more. was when she was like Mary Catherine Gallagher. This was the yeah the height of superstar. Yeah, and I love it. I love it. I love it. Yeah. So like she gets half a bagel taken off, and Tambor gets the other half because mm-hmm. I feel like we at this point. You could have had a better villain. I was thinking about this today. Know who would have been made a better villain than Jeffrey Tambor? Who? And you're going to be like, what the fuck? Billy Bob Thornton. <laughs> he already looks like a who. She's not saying anything, people. She's just staring blankly down at the ground. I'm thinking. <laughs> I'm trying to reconcile... <laughs> Not like Fargo. Two things. The fact that he would be in that movie and also that he does kind of look like a who. But wouldn't he have been a better evil villain? You broke me. Because <laughs> um, he did bad Santa after this. No, I, I honestly don't think so. No? I think you needed someone more jovial for that role. Tim Allen. No. No. Martin Short. Martin Short I could see, actually. Well, Mr. Grinch. I really actually could see that. 
I will say if and they- I know that Martin Short has villain chops. Yeah, he played Jack Frost and um You haven't seen his SVU episode. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. See, I went off an octave so we don't get sued by Dick Wolf. Welcome to the lawsuit episode of Writer's Bagel Basket. Yeah. Um, uh, funny thing about Martin Short is he's actually now the voice of the cat in the hat. Officially. For the for the TV show, right? Yeah, but he's his contract is so airtight if they make an illumination one it's gonna oh, be oh interesting okay. so we might get our uh grinch versus grinch versus the cat in the hat don of justice Royale. i just picture it being like uh superman versus batman or batman versus superman martha <laughs> why did you say martha that's my mommy's name no, it's not. I'm. An I orphan. guess we don't have to fight anymore because no. we both have the same mother. <laughs> and Batman versus Superman is going to be in toxic relationship month. <laughs> that would be hilarious. <laughs> I got so many now. That would be so funny. I already have. Okay, you don't have to limit toxic relationship to romance. Oh, I know, I know, mm-hmm. but I've already have four movies picked out. Mm-hmm. Or for TV and movies. But yes, fine. Know what? If I get enough tweets uh-huh. asking for Batman versus Superman for March, but you the people have to do it. You need to tweet. What what, what theme is March? March is Toxic Relationship Month. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, yeah. If you want this, you got to make it happen. Turns. Do it. So, yeah, that was our Christmas episode. Get to twatting. Tweeting. Twatting. So that was our Christmas episode. (laughs) Thank you for doing this, sweetie. You're welcome. Where can they find me? They can find you on your website, curlingonfilm.com. They can find you on your uh, Twitter handle, which can be found on your website, curlingonfilm.com. They can be found... At curlinonfilm at gmail.com, which no. is also on Writers the- basket at gmail.com. I screw- yeah, I screwed this up royally. <laughs> Writers basket at gmail.com, and we also have an Instagram, I think. <laughs> he says, I think, because we it is not well maintained. <laughs> no, I always release with the Do you episode. Know? Yeah. Okay. This one is going to have three different okay. cringes. Okay, wink. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Until next time, I'm Scott Curlin. And I'm Haley. Bye. everybody, this is Kelly Reynolds and I'm the host of Boobies and Newbies, the podcast that asks novice romance readers to think outside the dick in a box. Join me for a new episode every Friday as we review romance novels with non-romance readers. From the sweet, loving, fairy tale romances of the Highlands 
Who cares I'm about up against the wall by the fruit <laughs> trees? Like, where's the dragon? I'm inside the belly of a dragon. To the naughty erotic threesomes with navy seals. Sex was a 10. I mean, you cannot get any better than this book. Come okay, on, you guys. Good. Really. We read it all. Check us out at Boobies Podcast on both Twitter and Instagram. Listen to previous episodes on any podcast streaming platform. You can also support Boobies and Newbies on Patreon.com for lots of bonus booby content and early episode releases. Lils and Patrick are two local musicians from the New England area whose minimal accomplishments have left them thoroughly unqualified to judge bands and artists who have been more successful than they ever could be. And yet, their passion for bad music persists on Jukebox Zeros, the podcast that takes a retrospective look at the worst albums of all time. From The Shags to Attila, from Cyberpunk to Scream, if there's a band that has an album they're ashamed of, Lils and Patrick will be there. Share their love on Jukebox Zeros, now on the Zero Science Network, and wherever podcasts may be found found. They are posing as movies you already know. They may be in your theaters, your neighbor's home, or even your own. Why are you doing that voice? I don't know. <laughs> I thought it made me sound cool. It doesn't. I'm Jason Bishop, host of the Invasion of the Remake podcast with co-hosts Sam Stepanenko and Trish Coughlin. Join us each week as we rotate talking about your favorite films and their not-so-favorite remakes. We'll also dig deep to find forgotten films that we think are more worthy of remaking, complete with our own fantasy casting. You can get all 130 episodes and counting on... Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Play Music, TuneIn, Radio Player FM, and all the best podcast providers, even... Frickin' YouTube. For the low, low price of absolutely nothing, join the invasion. Subscribe today. Or we'll blow up your planet. Hi, this is Tony, the host of the Flix X-Raid podcast. Each week, I am joined by guests. Hey hello. Yo. Why, hello there. Hello. Hey. Hello. Hello. And we have a roundtable discussion where we dig deep and x-ray a bunch of our favorite films and some really terrible ones, too. We really like to go back and take a look at films that may be forgotten, maybe in the past, and still lovable films. If you want, you can follow us on all the major platforms, iTunes, Google, Stitcher. If you want to find out more, you can find us online at www.flixxray.com. And you can also find us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram if you want to reach out to us. Good night, Internet.